Welcome to the Darwin's Medicine Podcast. My name is Brian Smith. In this series, I'll try to give you insights into how the biomedical industry, including pharma, medtech and related sectors, is changing. Mostly, I'll be looking at the industry through the lens of Darwinian evolution, because that's the best science we have for understanding the complex adaptive system that is our industry. But I'll also wander into other areas of management science if I think they offer a useful way of thinking about the issues that biomedical companies face. To respect your time, the podcast will be short, usually less than 10 minutes. But if you have a curious mind and you want to know more, then please have a look in the show notes where there are links to more content, both written and video. Or if you want to discuss the evolution of your own company's business models and strategies, then please send me an email at the address in the show notes. I'd love to hear how you see our market. Now, I know your time is precious, so let's get into the podcast. The tension was palpable, even through the screen, as I looked at this cross-functional team. The topic wasn't that problematic, and they were the right people to address it but 90% of their mental energy wasn't going into the issue. It was being absorbed by the tension between these individuals. As the outsider, I could see everyone choosing their words carefully, avoiding contentious issues, and generally dancing around each other. The problem was, in a nutshell, cross-functional working. This team needed to align, but like many teams, they found coordination consumed much more of their effort than it should. An evolutionary metaphor came to my mind. Bear with me and I'll tell you how it can help your cross-functional issues too. We're taught in school biology that the most interesting creatures are complex organisms. We take for granted that high animals, for example, differ from lower life forms in that they contain specialised organs and systems. Much of medicine is based on the so obvious that we forget fact that liver, lungs, brain and bowel are different from each other because they do different jobs. All wrapped up in the same body, of course, and wrapped around each other, but all tasked with doing separate complementary jobs. And then we're taught that all of this works because we have other systems, the nervous system, the endocrine system and others, that coordinate the different organs. We really question that evolution has found that in the case of higher animals at least, the best way to make an organism work is to have its parts specialise and then coordinate with each other. Unless I missed a biology lecture somewhere, there is no non-microbial creature made up of undifferentiated parts, all of which are capable of doing everything necessary to stay alive. Even within microbes, there's a form of specialisation of parts. So that's biology 101 out of the way and you can probably see where I'm heading. In the smallest one-person firm, that person necessarily multitasks. But even then, they'll often depend on external specialists like lawyers or accountants for part of their job. As the firm grows, they specialise. Firstly, they'll separate knowledge-intense from essential but unskilled work. Even in a tiny biotech, the PhDs generally don't clean the toilets. Further specialisation is between different knowledge-intense tasks. 
I once worked in a firm that was making the transition from all its scientists working under one boss to having an R&D function and a QC function. Both groups had similar knowledge, but had very different tasks and were more productive if they focused on one of them. Then specialisation happens within functions. As a research chemist, my good friend worked in the same department as I and had the same qualifications. But she specialised in analysis and she was a virtuoso of her instruments and didn't really understand my passion for synthesis pathways. By this gradual process, the people in our organisation become less generalist and more specialist. And it happens not because some textbook prescribes it, but because it works. As long ago as 1776, Adam Smith realised that pin makers made more pins when they each made a part of a pin. This is even more true in science-based companies like yours. Look around your company and you'll see people whose jobs you barely understand. Specialisation works, but at the price of making us all very different from each other. Your lawyer colleague is good at his job because he never misses a detail. Your medical colleague has been trained to focus on the needs of the patient. Your chief strategy officer is brilliant at seeing the big picture. It's not just that your colleagues have different educations. They have different ways of looking at the world, developed by years of working in their professional micro-environment. This brings the benefits of efficacy, but carries the costs of inefficiency. As Adam Smith also noted, the firm only works if these specialists are well-coordinated, and the more we look at the world from different perspectives, the more difficult coordination becomes. Hence the tension in my meeting and the mental effort to drain from the team. The tense meeting had a happy ending, and I like to think I played a part in that. I've worked in the industry a long time, and I've studied it intensively. So whilst I'm a strategy specialist, I know how each function sees the world. I try to maintain what they call a T-shaped skill profile, that is, narrow and deep in one area, strategy, but broad and shallow across all of the other functions. T-shaped people are what makes complex organisations work. They have multiple worldviews and bridge intra-organisational divides. The best senior executives are T-shaped and the worst are I-shaped hyper-specialists with narrow minds. In practical terms, this means that the inevitability of specialisation in complex organisations, despite the tensions it creates, is your best opportunity. Don't seek to be a specialist or a generalist. Learn to be a T-shaped organisational treasure. Thanks for listening to the Darwin's Medicine podcast. If you enjoyed it, and I really hope you did, then please subscribe, leave a review and share it with your network on LinkedIn. And if you have any comments or questions, then I'll be delighted to hear from you. Just use the email address in the show notes. I'll see you next time.